Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, July 25th, and this is your FT News Briefing. During nearly seven hours in front of members of the U.S. Congress on Wednesday, former special counsel Robert Mueller failed to give either Democrats or Republicans the definitive answers they were looking for. But he did warn about the dangers of future election tampering. Over the course of my career, I have seen a number of challenges to our democracy. The Russian government's effort to interfere in our election is among the most serious. Meanwhile, Facebook revealed the U.S. Federal Trade Commission had launched a formal antitrust investigation into the social media company, just hours after it agreed to a $5 billion fine with the same agency over privacy violations. This is the largest fine in the FTC's history, but there are some on the FTC that don't think it goes far enough. Plus, Tesla posted deeper-than-expected losses in its latest quarter. And in his first day as UK Prime Minister, Boris Johnson vowed to leave the EU in 99 days. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. When it comes to his 448-page report on Russian meddling in the 2016 presidential election, former U.S. Special Counsel Robert Mueller has said repeatedly that the document speaks for itself. And yet, on Wednesday, Mr. Mueller testified before two committees of the House of Representatives about that report. The FT's U.S. managing editor, Peter Spiegel, has more. Robert Mueller spent more than seven hours on Capitol Hill testifying, but left both Democrats and Republicans a little bit frustrated. He rarely gave more than one-word answers. No. Yes. True. Uh, No. And kept referring members of Congress back to his original report. And that's reflected in the report, I believe, uh, it appearing in the report. What we have in our report reflects it was about that length. I direct you to, I could direct you to the report. He had warned them he would not go beyond what that report said, and he lived up to his promises. He did warn in something that he's been very passionate about from the beginning, the threat posed by Russia and its continuing effort to upset U.S. democracy. He had said that in his opening statement, and he repeated it at the very end. I I hope this is not the uh, new normal, but I fear it is. But by and large, neither side got what it wanted. The Democrats had hoped that he would read portions of his testimony to get the audio clips that they could play in their campaign mode. Democrats resorted to reading the most damning parts of the report in front of the national TV audiences. And now reading from page two of volume two of your report, you wrote, quote, if we had confidence after a As a way to get them to pay attention to a long report that many believed few people read. The Republicans also were disappointed by the fact that he did come out and say that Donald Trump was not exonerated. He did come out and, and warn that Donald Trump had perhaps crossed the line when he encouraged stealing of documents by WikiLeaks. It's problematic as, as an understatement in terms of what it displays, in terms of giving some, I don't know, hope or some boost to what is and should be illegal activity. After the committee hearings had ended, Donald Trump tried to claim a victory, saying truth is the force of nature on Twitter. All in all, it did not change the political dynamics in Washington, where many Democrats, particularly on the left of the party, had hoped this would rekindle our demands for impeachment. The U.S. Federal Trade Commission is targeting Facebook once again. Yesterday, Facebook revealed that the FTC launched a formal antitrust investigation into the company. Facebook disclosed the news alongside its second-quarter financial results, saying the probe started in June. Earlier in the day, the FTC and Facebook agreed on a $5 billion settlement over privacy violations. The FT's Washington correspondent, Kieran Stacey, has more. 
On Wednesday, we got the news we had been waiting for for a long time, which is that the US Federal Trade Commission was fining Facebook $5 billion for its violation over privacy due to the Cambridge Analytica data scandal. This is when a a lot of Facebook users' data were passed over to a third-party application and then to Data Analytica, a data mining company, without their permission. This is the largest fine in the FTC's history, but there are some on the FTC that don't think it goes far enough. Both Democratic commissioners voted against it, and many people wanted to see Mark Zuckerberg himself punished, not just the company. Facebook's second-quarter earnings took a hit, largely due to the FTC fine. The company had already allocated $3 billion towards the fine in the first quarter and said it would set aside $2 billion to cover the rest. In the three months to the end of June, Facebook revenues rose 28% to $16.9 billion. That was just ahead of analyst estimates. The number of daily active Facebook users stood at $1.59 billion on average for June. That's up 8% from the same time last year. News of the record FTC fine did little to deter investors. Here's Kieran again. Interestingly, we saw almost no movement in the company's share price during the day, which suggests to us that even though the FTC fine was the biggest in its history, most investors had expected something along these lines. And the really big takeaway here is that Mark Zuckerberg remains in control of the company, that it is continuing to roll out its products as planned, and that it might just have to do a little bit of extra explaining over its privacy policies. Shares closed in the green on Wednesday, rising as much as 1% in after-hours trading, following the release of the results. Tesla also reported earnings on Wednesday, and a bigger-than-expected quarterly loss worried the electric car makers' investors. Shares fell as much as 11% in after-hours trading after the company reported an adjusted loss of $1.12 a share. Analysts had been expecting a loss of just 40 cents a share. Falling profit margins were largely to blame. Tesla had cut the price of its Model 3 in an attempt to woo new customers. Meanwhile, demand for its older and more expensive Model S and Model X cars is falling. Despite the earnings shortfall, Tesla's cash position has improved since its first quarter. This time around, the company reported positive free cash flow of $614 million. After cutting costs and overcoming some of the delivery issues it faced, Tesla was left with $5 billion of cash on hand at the end of June. And Boris Johnson didn't wait long to clean house. From the steps of 10 Downing Street on Wednesday, the new British prime minister declared war on his political enemies. The people who bet against Britain are going to lose their shirts because we're going to restore trust in our democracy. By the end of the day, Mr. Johnson tore apart the cabinet of the former prime minister, Theresa May. Fifteen senior ministers were sacked or resigned before they were axed. Mr. Johnson did not mention Mrs. May by name, but slammed the former conservative leader's indecision. And in doing so, he made a promise to his followers when it comes to Brexit. I have every confidence that in 99 days' time, we will have cracked it. But you know what? We aren't going to wait 99 days, because the British people have had enough of waiting. The time has come to act, to take decisions, to give strong leadership and to change this country for the better. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. 
Today, the European Central Bank holds its policy meeting. It's widely expected to keep rates on hold, but could change its forward guidance on possible rate cuts later in the year. And on the earnings calendar, Amazon and Google parent company Alphabet are set to report. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.